Welcome to the Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. Don't forget, you can find me on TikTok. More content on the way at Pipeline as well. You can find me coming through your speakers right now. We have an end after the College World Series. We have an end to the sports year, if you will. We're going to put a nice little bow on the College World Series, and we're going to talk about some of the other not frequently mentioned championships and trophies and weird wild stuff. That's what you always get on this podcast. That is our promise to you. But when I say we, I'm of course talking about me and my partner in crime, KSD. You can find him on Twitter at pregame empire. Don't forget, you can find him on Instagram at pregame empire. Here he is right <laughs> might, now. Might, yeah. The Instagram might be important here. Uh, you know, in the coming <laughs> days, who, 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 who can say what's going to happen with um with some of the other websites you can uh, you can find me on but i would like to go ahead and, and just take a second to declare this this podcast feed really as, as a whole you know we've been doing this for about a year now scroll through any of them on whatever whatever system apparatus device mm-hmm. you use to uh, to listen to these i'd like to declare this feed sort of a uh, an audition tape of uh, of sorts. Really, only the parts where I sound particularly funny. ESPN, if you're out there, I know you have two <laughs> college game day seats that uh, that you need to fill here. And th- I know this this is all your own doing. You did this to yourself. Not really sure what what your end goal is here. But I will. The one thing I will say is I know part of your goal is to uh, is to cut some uh, cut some costs. And I I uh, guarantee you, I will do both uh, football and basketball game day for. Uh, Likely less than you were paying both David Pollock and uh, Lafonso Ellis individually. So uh, you know where to find me if you if you, if you want to reach me to uh, to talk about you know being a a cheap alternative. I'm not I'm not opposed to you know being sort of the uh, you know the the old you know journeyman third baseman that the Pittsburgh Pirates you know might sign because they could pay him league minimum. You know, I'm not opposed to doing that for uh, for ESPN in this situation. So uh, so again the uh, the, the lines open. We'll take we'll take a quarter of Pat Max money and call it a day, right? We'll we'll be quarter pats, and just as entertaining. I can assure you, would be just as entertaining as Pat Max. I mean, if, if if you if you want me to wear a suit and jump off a houseboat into a lake, like <laughs> I, I'm capable of doing that. I, you don't, you, yeah. For well, they're paying McAfee what like eighty five million, like yeah. yeah, like I can I'll do that for way less than that. I mean, I, shit, like you know. Forget forget hosting game day. Like I'll I'll make your thirty second funny appearances like McAfee for way less than you're paying him too. You know how when someone says something, sometimes your brain is so fast at processing it, you kind of have predicted what they're gonna say, finish the sentence before they actually said it. Yeah. And I did that with you, and I ended the sentence as, uh, "If you want to pay me to jump off a house." And I was like, "Whoa, what's going on over there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, wasn't because wasn't that the first um the first yeah, think, McAfee appearance on like like because it, it was it wasn't this past year was it this past year or was it twenty twenty one I can't remember. no it but, wasn't um, this past this past year was I think the first time where he was on with some sort of regularity and yeah, talking yeah. And, and definitely sitting at the desk. Yeah, because like, well, because they 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 signed him like halfway through the season when they like during the stretch of like Lee Corso couldn't make it. Right. And, and then the first, and then the first time they brought Corso back was like the coldest game day on record. It was like <laughs> minus like 50 degrees in Montana or whatever. Right. But yeah. You're right. Yeah. Cause this past year is when they signed, but like actually like signed McAfee and had him on. 
and it had to you know, make a very brief appearance on a houseboat for some reason two years ago. Right. And then he, that's when he did the belly flop. And I, th- yeah, I think it was just kind of a necessity thing. And then they brought him on and now he's going to be a regular. I'm sure David Pollock and I mean, a little different LaFonso Ellis because he's on, on obviously college basketball, but I'm sure even, even people like Susie Colbert, who's been around forever. I mean, hell Joe Namath basically yeah. tried to sexually assault her on camera years and years ago. I'm sure some of them were like, this is kind of weird you're laying me off. And then Pat McAfee signed for a trillion dollars. I, I find that yeah. strange. Well, the, the, the thing that, I mean, this is this is like a whole separate issue, but I, I don't understand the McAfee angle for ESPN because for, for a few reasons. One, I think like on shows like a college game day, he's best in sort of small, like interspersed doses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be listening to him for three hours straight. Right. But also if you do want to be listening to him for three hours straight, you want to do it more so in the vein of the of his podcast, where it's you know it's very kind of off the cuff. It's you know, it's kind of the the cool kids club, the bad boys club, you know, like the basically his podcast is like stuff you wouldn't hear on ESPN, right? Like ESPN right. is not going to just give him the free reign to do his podcast live on air. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a, first of all, ESPN is not going to do that. Second of all, there's, you know, there's some, some FCC concerns, but, um, you know, like I, that's why I don't, I don't get about the McAfee angle for ESPN is like what makes McAfee great. They won't really be able to, to use implement. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Totally. I, it's going to be a weird thing. It's like they saw his audience and thought, okay, we're going to sign, essentially assign that audience. We're hemorrhaging viewers. We're hemorrhaging, yeah. you know, eyeballs and asses in the seat. That's not how it works. That's not how yeah. any of this works. And it's weird that, that uh, now, KSD, you and I are capital P podcasters, right? But course, admitted, course, we, we have a little bit less of an audience right now, as of now, than ESPN. So who, it's strange can, to me who can, that... Who can say? <laughs> right. It's strange to me that a top executive wouldn't understand that, that what makes McAfee good is not going to trans. You can't just sign that. You can't just translate it directly. It's not a one-to-one ratio. And I'm with you. I I like him, but I do know that there's quite a bit of college football Twitter that he kind of rubs the wrong way. And I think the more you plug him in like that, I also think just from a Pat McAfee perspective, he's going to feel more compelled to do the houseboat jumps and that sort of shenanigans. And in larger doses, it's going to kind of wear thin. Yeah. Like that, that, that stuff is what, like, like I said earlier, like that stuff is what he's great at. Like the, you know, the, Oh, well here, here's Pat McAfee standing in the middle of the crazy crowd. He's getting him hyped up and some guy throws him a beer and he chugs it and, yeah, let's go crazy. We love punters and kickers and like, you know, doing stuff like that. Like, yeah. again, in, in sort of small doses. Like, what I don't want is I don't want Pat McAfee to make an appearance, you know, be a regular on Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt trying to break down what goes on, you know, what, what happened <laughs> in the game that day. Like, that, no, nobody's asked, nobody's asking for that. Right. And that, that's why I don't, and, and, but ESPN's going to have to make him sort of that. And that's what I don't understand about, uh, about all this. But whatever. It's, I mean, I watch ESPN for about one reason only, and it's really to watch live college sports, yeah. right? Like, I mean, like, I mean, I, I watch, like, I watch game day, like, football and basketball college game day is probably the only, I guess, uh, all of them in this football game day, basketball game day, and occasionally Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt are like the only non-live sporting event shows I watch on ESPN. Yeah, 
and that's not going to change. I'm with you, and I I actually watch less Scott Van Pelt than I think I've ever watched, and it's oh, basically I, I agree. It's, like what I'm, my watching my viewing of Scott Van Pelt is the game I had on ended, and he's on, <laughs> and I just haven't turned the TV off. Right. Like I don't necessarily seek it out. I'm still checking my bets, and Scott Van Pelt has has now come on the TV. Yeah, yeah. as Scott Van Pelt's awesome, so like that does incline yeah, me to a, leave it on to leave it on longer than I would. Right, but I never, I never just go like, oh man, I can't wait to turn on Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. Well, once the Pipeline Empire gets kind of full force and we get all of our pieces in place, we can maybe we can do some damage and turn some of those unused eyeballs into uh, an empire, if you will. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's going to be some, you know, there'll be plenty of analysts available, it sounds like. So exactly. I think, you know, we'll, we'll have our pick of the litter. Exactly. Um, you, you, want, you want to wrap up the College World Series? Let's wrap though? it up, man. We, uh, uh, the College World Series, it was a, 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 probably about a week ago or so. And listen, uh, you guys turn, tune into this podcast specifically to talk about all the off-the-wall stuff, some funny angles from KSD and I, some jokes and we rarely put on our analyst hats. We, when we do, we're normally correct, but that's really not our gig. And KSD, I got to point it out. You, you said it, I think a few weeks ago that really the college world series championship was Wake Forest versus LSU. And it was a shame that we actually couldn't get that matchup because those were yeah. the two best teams and you prove prescient. Well, well, my, the the question I'll pose now is was was the, that uh, that you know that final Wake Forest LSU matchup decided off the field because we heard uh, we heard LSU Thatcher Hurd tell a story uh, this week on uh, I believe it was Wednesday following the you know, the championship uh, saying that uh, that um, well first of all the Wake and LSU stayed at the same hotel in Omaha right that that is important for the story that um, in their last matchup you know the the very much um, much hyped pitching matchup between Paul Skeens and Rhett Lauder, you know, the two best pitchers in the country and the two best teams in the country. And and the game delivered, like it was the best college baseball game of the year, hands mm-hmm. down, bar none. Awesome plays on all sides, you know, two crazy pitching performances, crazy defense from both teams, a clutch home run from Tommy White. Like it was, it was an unreal college baseball game in, you know, in what was essentially a final four game. Um, but Thatcher Hurd apparently stole Rhett Lauder's pregame DoorDash order, um, <laughs> and obviously it did. It didn't affect you know Rhett Lauder because he left the game. You know, he left in the he left after eight innings in a scoreless zero zero game. I guess the question is here, like you know, where do we draw the line on gamesmanship? Because um, this is this is technically a criminal offense, right? Like, if you want to get really technical <laughs> here, like, is, is, right. is, is if, if, Rhett wants, that, yeah. if Rhett Lauder wants to, you know, pursue this in some sort of legal capacity, does he have the right to? Because, I mean, it's very unconfirmed, but I am under the impression that, like, DoorDash did, like, you know, replace the order you know, mm-hmm. or, or do whatever their typical protocol is here. So that probably gets them off the hook and gets Thatcher Hurd off the hook. But, I mean... I don't think LSU wants to really be pushing the Wake Forest Law School here when it comes to, uh, <laughs> you know, whether this is above board or not. Yeah, hey, they were eliminated, so they have nothing to do but to draw up some cases against you, pal. So, and, 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 and to be clear, if it, if it comes to a battle of the brains between Wake Forest and LSU, <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a clear winner. <laughs> and speaking of battle of brains, how about this Jello shot challenge? 
it, you know, I you called it. It was you obviously LSU was going to an absolute yeah, annihilate. LSU, LSU was yes, LSU did what they were supposed to do. Right. They came out. It was a I don't know. It was a Georgia TCU type shellacking in a championship game. But I, you did point out correctly on Twitter, which follow KSD on Twitter at at pregame empire. They just missed 69,420 total flub on their part. I don't know what they were thinking. What was it? 68,008 something. Yeah. Like it was, it was shocking enough how close they were to 69,000 generally without getting there. It was even more shocking that they did like, because, because the raising canes guy bought like, you know, however many he bought and then Mm -hmm. some other lawyer bought a bunch. Like how did no alum, like if I, if I was an LSU alum with money, or even not even that much money because he didn't really need that much. Right. I would have called them on Monday. I would have called Rocco's on Monday at the championship game and said, like, and because and, and, and not made this public until after. But I would have said, look, whatever the final, like, wh- when you when you end this thing tonight, add whatever it takes to get to whatever the difference is between what we finish at and sixty nine four twenty. If, if unless you know, if we go over, add you know, set them out. But mm. if we don't get there. Add whatever it takes to get to exactly 69,420. Send me the bill and hand out those shots when you close. Like, <laughs> how did nobody do that? Total flop. Probably because everyone was absolutely plastered to the floor. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. you. And I think we, you and I talked about this. Maybe I can't remember if it's on air or off air, but I don't know if this can be topped. I don't know if. Oh, I, it definitely I, can't. I mean, I think we're going to risk jumping the shark. We're going to risk yeah, jumping I, the shark I, on this. That that was my concern coming into the World Series with LSU being a participant because I mean again really the Jello Shot Challenge is really this is really the third true you know edition of the Jello Shot Challenge mm-hmm. as we know it today and the last two times you know Mississippi State who won the title crushed the field Ole Miss who won the title last year crushed the field LSU wins the title obliterates the field unlike anything we've ever seen before and you know did so in a fashion to where. It's going to be really hard for anybody, including LSU, to you know, to be clear, to to really ever make a run at this record. Like, and I don't think like I don't think for this thing to be fun, there has to be a new record every year. That's just not true. You know, like that's just not the case. But the problem is I'm not sure when the next time we'll even get close yeah. to the record would be, you know. What's gonna happen though? The record's not gonna be broken and then it's just gonna kind of fizzle out. I definitely think we've seen the peak because people at some point when they're like, Well, it's so far off, we can't set the record. So what's the point in trying? The and, one now the, the one the one thing I'll say for Rocco's is bringing in the the jello shot machine so that they make them in front of you at the place mm-hmm. makes I feel like that makes a difference because I'm way like just from just from a pure consumer perspective, I'm more likely to pay you five dollars for you to make a jello shot in front of me than I am to pay five dollars for the prepackaged ones that they just hand you. Right. Yeah, I mean and I think you you pointed it out that you can add your own liquor for yeah. these jello shots. So. Full, it's, it's fully customizable now. Like they, they like, I didn't even know you could like make, you know, jello shots in a bar like that, that quickly. Like, I mean, everybody's, you know, everybody who's ever been to college has made jello shots before, right? Where you literally just take the package of jello and you mix it in with some vodka or whatever, and you put it in the, you know, whatever, however you make jello and, you know, you make a batch of jello shots. Everybody's done that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but like I've never seen you know the machine that just pops out instant Jello shots before. You know, that's 100% customizable. So that is a game changer. It really is, and 
it was a you know fitting end. LSU blows the doors off of Florida after weirdly getting blown out in game two, but they end up. I mean, blowing... they, they won they won the title with like a negative like ten run differential <laughs> in the series. It was pretty crazy. I'm not. I guess that second game they they just had too many jello shots. They win the title in convincing fashion in in the decisive game. Their fans win the title in convincing fashion, and then some in the Jello Shot Challenge, closing the book on the 2022-2023 collegiate sports season. And now we are to the well. Our friend of the pod, Josh Pate, does not say off season. He's off season, right? Well, I think we're going to rebrand it the on season. We got a lot of stuff coming up for you, but before we do, let's take a trip down memory lane and some of the less uh, reputable—I don't know—less well-known <laughs> uh, college championships that you probably didn't know about. Casey, you want to kick us off with some fun ones? I'm just going to just run through the list here. Just if there's one you want to talk about, stop me. If if there's one I want to talk about, I'll stop and go. But. Uh, friends of friends of the program, uh, the Sickos committee, great group of people on uh, on the uh, the the college sports Twitter sphere. Uh, shout out to Jorge and the Commish for uh, for putting these things together. They have tried to curate basically the most complete possible list of championships that are not NCAA affiliated. Some of these are sports. Some of these are sports adjacent. Some of these are just I don't even really know what to call them. But um, there's I'm quite gonna, a few I'm that fall start, in that category. <laughs> I'm just going to start running through the list, and Jason, just stop me when there's one you want to you want to talk about further. Acapella champion Belmont, Bollywood fusion dance champion Ohio State. I don't even know what that means, but I think that's like Indian dance of some sort. Air Force won a men's boxing title. Army with the women's boxing title. I don't even know what the school is. WU that won chess, maybe like Worcester University. I don't know. Yeah. Utah won climbing. Pitt. Pit one cricket. I sure whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Western Oklahoma won croquet. Penn won curling. Virginia Tech. Look at Virginia Tech with the national championship. National championship. The, the drought is over. <laughs> Dairy cattle judging. Look at that. Look at them go. This. I have questions about this one. Clemson won the dairy tasting national championship. Yeah. What? How do you win at that? I don't know. I that would be. I'd be super curious of you know dairy cattle judging isn't judging in and of itself a you know <laughs> i mean these are these are an arbitrary these are thing very, a, a, yeah. a subjective thing and then somebody I mean, these, somebody's judging the judging is that what's going on these are both very like that episode of king of the hill where bobby hill is like on the um on like the meat judging team or, right. or whatever and like he you know he wins the title for some like junior college in texas like both of these seem very much in that type of vein but like i can i can picture how you judge a cow right it's like okay you, you look for this that and the other like you know these these spots are good these spots are bad you know i don't know whatever but like i, I kind of picture that like, well, I mean, but, imagine imagine somebody taking like a glass of milk and like you know swirling it around like it's a glass of wine, you know, sniffing it, taking a sip. Like, how the hell do you judge like accurately determine what that's supposed to to taste like? Yeah, I are they putting like fake milk in front of them, or, or you know, <laughs> milk that's been tainted by something, and then they see no, which you, ones are you know the the best uh, yeah. 
The best one of these one of these glasses is two percent. One of these glasses is soy. One of these right. glasses is one percent. You have to correctly identify. Well, there's lots of judging ones though, right? A and Texas A and M yeah. won the meat judging, just the same thing. Yeah. Which of course is yeah. you just mentioned well, Bobby Hill. Well, there's a similar concept with this one because um yeah, A and M won the meat judging, but Kansas State won the meat animal evaluation. Exactly. So that's like the dairy cattle versus the dairy tasting, I guess. Yeah. And Maryland coming in with soil judging. I don't know. I have no earthly idea how. I mean, you know, some there's of these. Like... Any, there's hardly any soil in Maryland. Right. <laughs> like, if they, it was like crap. Don't sleep judging. on Baltimore. Don't sleep on Baltimore soil. It's Kansas State's a good example. Like, how does Kansas State lose soil judging? Or like Mississippi State, where, like, how did they lose soil judging? Like, if they have like a deadliest catch, you know, um, college competition, like, sure, Maryland could win that. This doesn't make sense to me. I mean, there's some here that do make sense, though. Like, for example, Air Force should win skydiving. Yeah. Like, if they didn't, that would have been a, a travesty. UCF should win paintball. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's probably a major. Yeah. I mean, UCF. see, some of these, like, you know, disc golf, Cincinnati wins the men's division, Missouri wins the women's, dodgeball from Michigan State. Okay. What sure. Is, but it, it's more is, of like, is, okay, oh, you can sorry, see how those. Those are competitions. You can, we can come up with a pretty easy structure. Okay, there's a dodgeball teams, and whoever wins, you move move on, and that sort of thing. But you know, soil judging and those sort of things. What? <laughs> I'm I'm going to enter another shocking one here because I just googled what this sport is. It, the description makes me surprised that this school would win it. Arizona State won Division Two quad ball. Jason, are you aware what quad ball is? I have no idea, and I'm not even sure why Arizona State at school like that would be in Division Two. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they just started the program or something. Oh, um, true, maybe. Court, so, so I googled, I googled quad ball, and the U.S. quad the first, the first sentence of the U.S. quad ball like website on um on Google, like under the page of of uh, of what is quad ball, it says. The first, this is the first phrase of what is quad ball. It says, inspired by the sport of Quidditch. How the nice. hell did Arizona State win Quidditch? <laughs> like, Arizona, St- Arizona State, like, like th- there is not a single drop of alcohol in or, or drug in Harry Potter, right? Like, right, it, like right. Harry Potter never goes, he never goes to a rave or a pool party. Um, <laughs> but it's apparently, it's a this was a- This was after Hermione graduated. She... Headed down to Arizona State for some uh, little co-ed you know, yeah, quad ball Ron, action. Ron Weasley studied abroad at Arizona State actually you know, during yes. his uh, his sixth year at Hogwarts. Right. Um, it was yeah, it was you know it was because of his COVID year he got that extra year went to Arizona well, when State. You, what's what's the train station called that they go to in Harry Potter? Oh, oh I know it's nine and three platform. quarters platform nine. Yeah, and three I know. Quarters. Well, I, I know that that's what I want to talk about. Look. I'm, Let me just ask you this, though. What other podcasts are we talking about Ron Weasley's COVID year at Arizona State? King's Cross. King's, yes, exactly. So when you go to to King's Cross, yeah, you go to Platform 9 and 3 quarters to go to Hogwarts, and you go to Platform 69, 420 to go to Arizona State. (laughs) He got on the wrong imaginary train. Actually, the first the first picture of a guy playing quad ball is jersey number sixty nine. He does not nice. appear to be an Arizona State uh, mm. Sun Devil, but yeah, apparently it's combo of rugby, dodgeball, and tag. I guess that somehow equals Quidditch. Let's see, let's, Texas A and M also won wool judging. 
I don't like did I just put him on a sweater and say, "Ooh, this is comfy." <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a couple of here's a couple of interesting ones. I don't even know what this means. Georgia won college bowl. <laughs> I mean, is that like how well like, you do college? <laughs> if you want to think about this logically, I mean, if if the NFL championship is called the Super Bowl, yeah, uh, that's true. Georgia, 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 you know, kicks the shit out of TCU in the national championship, which, mind you, is technically not, um, you know, NCAA sanctioned. I mean, I, I, I don't think this is what this is referring to, but I'm trying, I'm trying to, to logic my way through this mm. here. I think that you could technically call that a college bowl national title of some sort, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure TCU fans tuning in are. Pretty excited yeah. to be catching strays, not once but twice in this podcast about they, they, absolutely they, they, annihilation. They shared a percussion ensemble title, so not That's all true. Was, not all was bad. It's a split for, uh, title, for yeah. I think, but one of these one of these championships might be the biggest upset. This has to be on par with the nineteen eighty Miracle on Ice team. I mean, what are the biggest uh, Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson? Yeah. Those are the type. You, UMBC Virginia. UMBC Virginia. Uh, that wasn't a, a championship, but you know, yeah, close enough. Fairly Dickinson this year. Yeah. BYU taking home, yes, the hip hop dance championship. What? Now, yeah, listen, like we've seen the we've seen the Cougar. We've Cosmo. Seen him, yeah, Cosmo, Cosmo. Yeah, yeah. We've seen him put on some moves, but I mean, maybe because they're not distracted by other things, they're focusing their full energy. Mm-hmm on hip-hop dancing i just didn't even know what kind of hip-hop are we talking about that's allowed to be played at byu competitions well the, the even more surprising part of this so you mentioned cosmo the cougar who has you know his dancing prowess has been well documented right like mm-hmm. everybody knows that he's got the moves byu did not win mascot dance there's a separate category for mascot dance that georgia tech won so oh. not only did byu come out of nowhere to to win hip-hop dance, which also um, there was another division of hip-hop dance that was won by Southern Utah, so I don't know what, what the deal is with the Mormons and, and hip-hop dance, but not only did, the, did that happen, they uh, they lost mascot dance. Unbelievable. I've never even uh, heard of, of Mormon hip-hop, Mormon yeah, rap. I, I I, I don't even I don't even want to want to begin to know what the, what they talk about in those songs. Can we let's switch to another not surprising one? Stanford wins cybersecurity. Okay, <laughs> that that you know, I bet you people were lining up to to hear that championship. <laughs> another non surprising, Harvard men and women both winning the squash championships. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that, that checks out. They probably they probably closed some mergers in the process too. You know, while they were uh, while they were you exactly. know, annihilating the field in, uh, in squash. I want you to imagine this for a second. So Western Kentucky won the forensics championship. Now I know like this doesn't necessarily mean, you know, detective solving a crime here, but I'm picturing big red walking around with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat, you know, looking, <laughs> looking for clues and fingerprints on like a, on like a nineties, you know, yeah. uh, cop type show. Like right. that would be incredible. I'd watch every episode. I would too. Elementary, my dear Hilltoppers. Uh <laughs> Another Harvard took home another one that we can say probably a great chance that they were the huge favorite book collecting with the the book collecting championship. This is another one where I I have questions about what the competition actually is like. 
just is it whoever has the biggest book collection like oh i you know i have the world record i own like right. twenty five thousand books and like are there specific books you're supposed to collect but like if you're supposed to collect them like just go on amazon and buy them like how, how hard can this be i don't know and it's funny because hey i'm gonna plug it again i'm on tiktok at pipeline but on tiktok now that i've kind of just firing up the account i ran across this other account where this guy talks about really rare books and i mean like really rare books and i just don't know how if if this guy how you could even compete with someone is are they doing something like this where you're getting out this old books you're wearing gloves you're showing how well you've kept the you've collected the books i don't know wild look 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 at look at the binding on this book perfect condition the pages look like they've never been touched no dog ears to be found like mint, mint condition copy yeah i mean i i i have no idea um how how you how you begin to uh to 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 quantify this um maybe my favorite on this list is uh is purdue winning bracketology this year especially <laughs> the mother of all ironies yes yeah, Listen, yeah like that. DCU and Purdue fans tuning in just be like, what the heck's going on? Just getting <laughs> strays left and right of our embarrassing law losses. Look, I'll, this be, year. I'll, I'll be nice to TCU here for a second. The Purdue loss is like a billion times more embarrassing. TCU, you 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 were you're fine. You you did yeah. all right. You overachieved. Um, yeah. I'm guessing this is Delaware State, but I can't really tell just based on this logo that one flower arranging. I saw that. I don't think that's Dell State. Dell State's looks a little different. Because uh, they have like a similar Hornet-type mascot. Yeah, they, they have a very similar one, yeah. I think Dell State has the – it's blue, red and blue. But, yeah, it was this <laughs> – KSD and I are looking at, at this, uh, as he said, the Sicko's tweet, and it has all the logos. Some of them I have no <laughs> idea. They're obviously pretty, uh, pretty either small or, for instance uh, – nor northwood university winning rocket league um <laughs> least, i'm not really sure where they're located but uh, congrats northwood shout out to texas tech this is another one of the unsurprising category winning ranch horse team uh, <laughs> good, good, good job there probably beat a&m in the finals of that here's a surprising one ohio state won microsoft excel um i assume this <laughs> I, <laughs> I assume this was probably in the form of, of, a, of a spreadsheet that was tracking uh, workout reps and you right. know, logging logging their uh, you know their um, their weight on the bar for uh, for, for um, bench press something you know, something of that nature I'm guessing or like how you know they were probably tracking the cost of tattoos uh, yeah yeah something like that especially especially when you subtract the uh, having to pay for them entirely exactly. <laughs> Well, Georgia, Georgia Georgia Tech won Quiz Bowl. That uh, that that checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Um, how about uh, how about BYU checking in again? Jazz dance. I don't know what's going on out there in Utah, but dance, something's in the dance water. dynasty. Well, see, they, but they can't get, they can't get over the mascot dance hump. Like that's the problem. Like they're a dance dynasty, but they're missing the one that everybody knows them for. That's true. I don't know. It's uh it's perplexing to say the least. Who's this? What's this Kalamazoo Valley that won beer brewing? I, I'm very intrigued. You know, I talked to somebody. Speaking of beer brewing, I talked to someone this week who brews his own beer, and he said that he made a you know the Girl Scout cookie Samoas. Yeah. He yeah. made a Samoa beer. Ooh, 
I don't know. I, if, I, feel like I don't that's, know if that's where I don't know if graduated really, from there or what. But uh, <laughs> said it was. He said it was good. Really good or really bad, right? Yeah, like he said, it was really good. You could, you could only have like one of them. It was so, so <laughs> sweet. Uh, West Virginia won Mars Rover, which I think for them to win this, they probably just literally went in their backyard and just ran this rover around <laughs> because like that's basically the same as running it around the face of Mars. <laughs> just sprinkled a little red dust on the mountains and uh. You know, ig- ignoring the uh, the bluegrass music in the background. Yeah, I'd like to point out maybe my second favorite one on this list is, is uh, Army winning combat weapons. Like I can't even get that out without laughing. Like, <laughs> I, like I would I would be concerned for my for mine and your personal yes. safety if Army if Army lost combat <laughs> weapons, especially if it was some off the wall university. You know, like uh, <laughs> uh, UMass I, I, or something. If if Washington State had one combat weapon, right. I would actually still feel, I would still feel safe. Like, I, <laughs> dude, dude with the with the handle of fireball in one hand and a big old you know like blaster in the other, just you know pulling the trigger. <laughs> like, you know, and and they have that proximity to Russia as well. Like, I mean, that's that, true. I, I, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Good. They won instead. They won wine marketing, which which sounds also about their speed. Yeah. Shout out to Utah Valley Financial Planning Championship. I guess I need to make some calls to uh, to, to Utah Valley to see if, see if they uh, if, if part of is part of financial planning you know finding ways to uh, you know make a make some quick financial gain because if so, I might need to make a phone call here. Um, th- this one is also in the ca- this is this is a similar category of Army winning combat weapons. Uh, Mississippi State winning irrigation troubleshooting. <laughs> Like no, nobody, nobody can fix your sprinkler system like like Mississippi State. Right. Just first of all, this is this conversation is great because they have irrigation and then they intentionally cause some outages and then you have to go fix said outages in a certain amount of time. I'm guessing they do have like I think it's the best if not if it's not the best it's like top two like turf management program like Mm -hmm. as a major in, in the country. So I mean like. Those, those those kids know their way around a field and know their way around you know the drainage systems and how to you know how to make it work. Like again, if, if Mississippi State wasn't winning this, I would be kind of concerned. <laughs> same, yeah. same with same with Alabama Huntsville winning uh, winning rocketry launch. Right. Um, that's a they, they really should only have one competition there, and that's whatever school is closest to Cape Canaveral. So um, thank you, thank you for your service, Alabama Huntsville, and uh, and sending you know our, our richest morons like Elon Musk into uh, into space. <laughs> and I think, listen, we got to put a bow on this, but I think how can it get any better than Ohio State winning pistol? I'm not even sure what that is, but Ohio State <laughs> with the pistol championship. Well, well, look, I mean, a pistol a pistol fits in it fits in your acid washed you know gym jeans. So I think that's that's where this comes from. There, there was a split, a three-school split title, and I only recognize who one of these schools is for a yearbook. That's a, nice. I did not know that was a thing in college. Um, I didn't either. My, co- my college didn't have a yearbook, but Kansas State, one of the three yearbook champions. Congratulations to uh, to you. USC winning experimental film. That leaves some things up for interpretation, although, although our friends at the Sickos confirmed that is not porn. Nice. I, I did ask the question, so just, just for those out there, but it does still leave some things up for interpretation. Well, honestly, I think that's that's absolutely a great stopping point. Remember, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Follow me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore and on TikTok at Pipeline. KSD's 
at Pregame Empire, both on Twitter and on Instagram. And stay tuned because we're going to have a ton of on-season content starting next week. We'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.